You know, this is the part where we usually just say hello and we jump into, like, you know, looking at the guidelines and all that. Fuck that. No guidelines. There's no guidelines this retreat. Most of you know them. This is your first time. If you haven't, you've got the guidelines. Go ahead and read them. They're, they're there to support everybody by holding the focus, but nobody follows them anyway, so just throw them away. Make up your own. You know, you know it's only funny because it's true. Right? Yeah. Especially like that no side talking, you know, when we're in session. <laughs> really? <laughs> Who the hell came up with that guideline? <laughs> no, I didn't. I copied that from somebody else. Oh. You had it before I came in, Dylan. <laughs> Confidentiality. That one we did take out and replaced it with LAF. Listen. People gossip so much, it's ridiculous. Confidentiality, really? That's why we have LAF, because forgiveness is really the only thing that works. If anything, we should change the guideline and say, just pay attention while you're judging everybody and talking about everybody else. That way you know what to forgive when it comes time, because you feel like crap. You don't know why you feel like crap, because you forgot all the things you gossiped about and judged. You think I'm joking? Everybody laugh at me all the time. Golly. This is my seminar right now. This is God speaking. <laughs> Which God? <laughs> I got it. I got a roll of the eyes, laughter. I, I've got it all. I'm just living it up right now. <laughs> Look, I'm hanging out of my chair. <laughs> we need a seatbelt. Lord, in that seat cushion you offered me earlier, come with a seatbelt. Where's she at? Up oh, there. I know. I'm looking around. Where is everybody? I can't see anybody in there right in front of me. It's just. I do more time looking for people than anybody. I can make you a seatbelt out of a belt. That's right. It feels good to hang on. Yeah, who's beeping? That's Laura Keston. Of course. No computers or cell phones to look. Our own staff frickin' brings in a computer. And <laughs> Jesus, Where's it? Cheese sauce rice? Do you guys hear me? Yeah, cheese sauce rice. Where was it? I shared that one time. I had a friend growing up. You know, they weren't, you know, take, take the Lord's name in vain. Don't say Jesus Christ. So they would, up and, as kids, they come up with cheese sauce rice. <laughs> that one stuck. My mom, I always say, always think twice. I heard that a lot. <laughs> so why am I sharing all this? These are the guidelines. You're going to do whatever the hell you do. The only thing that really works anyway is forgiveness, acceptance, and loving. So we might as well just focus on that. But really, those guidelines... They can be very supportive because they do help hold the focus. But if you make them a rule, then they work in the opposite direction. They're not supportive. They work against you. It's that simple. That's why we call them guidelines and not rules, even though people call them rules. And you guys, it's so funny. You think Jim and I don't hear you guys just talking and gossip behind our backs? Everybody talks. Let me just warn you. We're not really just totally psychic. <laughs> Unless you count hearing by my physical ear psychic, then yeah. 
I don't need to be psychic like you. I'm just practical. <laughs> but I'm glad we do it the way we do it. Because I've seen too many other groups really try to enforce the rules or guidelines and then it really backfires. And that's why I joke around about it. Because I know in the joking around, then what do people do? They move into greater acceptance, they relax with it, and then naturally it's a flow. Because the nice thing is when you really start to focus on spirit, all those guidelines are what happen all by themselves. Because those are the types of things that we'll just do out of our own integrity by following the flow of spirit. When we really come into that alignment and are more loving and accepting and forgiving, there's something that changes in our consciousness and we just move into a new way of being and expressing. And that's what happens. And so it never works when man tries to come up with the guidelines or rules or laws to move you towards spirit, but it always works when you move towards spirit. And then you don't need the laws and guidelines because then there's an integrity and an honoring. And it's an honoring where we will do things that are good for ourselves and other people. And you don't need all the laws and guidelines. But most of us in this world, 99.9999%, aren't really following along with spirit and really more following the mind of the ego. So laws are there and important to support so we don't hurt ourselves too much. Because we do a pretty good job of that. So keep it easy. If you want to follow the guidelines, make rules, that's just fine. And if anything, it will give you something to process later. That's how it always works, right? Did you come here to process this retreat? No. Oh, no. Remember, it's a meditative retreat. We should change that. We should do processing. Most people seem to like doing that better. I wonder if it's the battery. It might be. Nope, it's full. Oh. It's just a microphone. But it's pretty funny, though, even just doing meditation, your stuff comes up anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, this microphone is messed up. It's not my voice. <laughs> the screws in your back. Oh, it probably is. Those titanium screws. You want to see pictures of my x-rays? Yeah. <laughs> it's freaky, man. Literally, screws in my back. The nurse even said, you're screwed. <laughs> she did. <laughs> and I hurt when I laughed. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't hurt when I laugh, only when I sneeze. <laughs> so keep it simple, as you always hear saying here. Move towards spirit. Always focus on loving. If you're in reaction, go into forgiveness. That doesn't work. Try working with acceptance and let it be okay. You know, the biggest thing is, see, we all react and we're all so busy trying to stop reacting. That doesn't work. Stop trying to stop reacting. Yeah, that works. Double negative. That's why we say it's a simply a matter of focusing in the direction you want to be. Not go. Be. Because if it's always a going, then it's always a uh, journey and you're never going to get there necessarily until you finally let go of the going and just really... B. We like to say two steps forward, one step back often. That step back is often when you now move back into that beingness so that you can really live in that flow of spirit. Because a lot of times when we learn a lot of these spiritual principles and teachings, we are so wanting to really get it that we push. And then it's really often an ego effort. 
just saw somebody getting teary-eyed, and I just almost started to cry. I love that. Nope, not working anymore. These things are really simple, but it's all a process of paying attention inside of yourself. Even a lot of us in here pay attention to what's going on, but then we get caught up in what's going on inside. So the key is to stay active rather than getting caught up with what's going on inside. So it's not going somewhere, it's doing something, whereas you often hear Jim say, taking responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your reactions. Jesus, Jesus, right? How many times do we have to hear that? But it's true. But that's taking action. Because in taking your action is what's going to bring you into the beingness. So you're not going anywhere. You're taking action to move out of being caught up and stuck in all that, which is just simply distracting you from spirit. You're, nobody's shot from spirit. Seriously. Even when you're dead. The body drops, the body shot from spirit, obviously. But you just keep going on. So a lot of the journey of this path to sun and light that we share about here at Interlight Ministries is really just acknowledging the truth of the divine. It's all we're doing in here. We're not, we're not giving you guys teachings. We're not telling you things. All Jim and I do is share what we see, what we know, what we've experienced, and just point out, hey, the lights are on. Did you look? Or were you down looking and you notice, oh, I can see where I'm going, but did you notice where that light is coming from so you can see where you're going? Because most of us are too focused on where we're going. Oh, there's that going thing again. Isn't it funny here when you sit in meditation, look in and up. Oh, oh my God, there's the light. That light that is shining away so I can see where I'm going. Funny thing is, though, as soon as you bring your attention in and up, as we do in meditation, you stop focusing on where you're going, and now come back into who you are, and then as you look up, you awaken into your beingness. It's not a destination of where you end up. It's a waking up, not an ending up. And here's the question we often like to interject from time to time. Does that make sense? Hi, Don. Hi, Don. Great. We just started. Come on in. Have fun. Yeah. All the way from New York. At least you made it this far before you got lost. <laughs> but that's how this works. You come back into who you are, look up, and you just are. That beingness. And that's all we're ever attempting to do, whether in a class, a retreat, doesn't matter. It's the same process. The nice thing of being in retreat here, it gives us an opportunity for several days straight to really give that our focus all day long, all night long, for several days in a row. Whereas when we're busy in the world, we often don't give ourselves that opportunity because we've got too many things to do and take care of and places to go. And that's part of the reason, even in the guidelines, we suggest, please, don't bring in your cell phones. Don't turn on your computers. If you need to, because you have some situation, that's okay. We just ask you to keep it as discreet and quiet as possible so it doesn't become a big distraction for others. So we don't want to make that wrong. That's why it's never a rule, because we know there are definitely considerations. We put it in there so you can support yourself in letting go of all this so you can now focus in on this. 
Well, I'm covering the guidelines, aren't I, in a whole different way. And that other guideline, in silence. So if you're not aware, in the back of your name tag, it says in silence. So anytime during this retreat, if you'd like to have some real quiet time, even on meals and on breaks, not talk to people, you just ask, turn your name tag around, so it shows in silence. And so we ask during the whole retreat, you do wear your name tag so people can see if you're in silence or if you're somebody else. If you are who you are, if you're just in silence. And if they're in silence, just talk and talk and talk at them as much as you can to see if you can break the silence. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Sorry, this ain't a silent retreat. You can be in your own silence, but it ain't a silent retreat. But it does give you the opportunity, when you make an intention... And turn it around and being in silence, well, why do we do that? So you can really give even a greater focus to the inner. Because guess what? Whatever you focus on is what you get. Hi. I'm just starting to see some people now. <laughs> That's the whole reason for the in silence, is just to give yourself the opportunity by having that intention to go in to the silence and the peace be still, to begin to really know more of the I am. That's the whole intention of doing that, and giving that option for those of you who would like to do it. Or, see if you can talk and talk and talk as much as you can during this whole retreat, even when I'm talking or Jim is inside talking, and see if you can stay focused inside anyway and not be distracted and pulled down and out, caught up in all the things going on in the world. <clears throat> You can do it however you want. That's usually more challenging than being in silence. That's how the world is. It's so busy and loud and noisy all the time. We always want to just get away and take a break. Thank God it's Friday. I was one of the weird ones. I always said, thank God it's Monday. I was. I like doing. So I'm sharing a lot of different things so that you begin to realize there's all kinds of ways you can approach spirit in your own divinity. There's no one right way. That's why we don't preach that. Other than if you don't meditate, you're going to hell. But other than that... <laughs> oh, I got it wrong. It's meditators go to hell. That's right. Okay. So we can forgive ourselves. <laughs> Bunch of martyrs. There's no one way other than our way. I'm going to go with what you're thinking I just said, rather than what I meant I said. Because yours is more entertaining than what I was saying. We are now officially a cult. Finally. Finally. We've been trying and trying so hard for years. They actually had people come and say, you know, we checked you out up the years to make sure you weren't a call. You know, you're definitely not a call. You're just freaking crazy. <laughs> What'd you lose? Oh, my water. <laughs> and yes, I do a lot of joking around and saying all these things like, 
who the hell is this guy? Believe me, I've heard that one a lot. He's a spiritual teacher? Are you kidding me? Yep, I'm kidding you. In truth, I'm God. I'm not a teacher. <laughs> it's in truth. <laughs> now you think I am kidding, but I'm not. <laughs> wow. He really is nuts, or this is really profound. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> It's profound. God, I hope I figure it out during this retreat. It's profoundly nuts. So I know if I want to come back or get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> That's one of the stories at dinner. I learned where get out of Dodge came from. Let me ask again. Maybe you should rephrase that. Does this not make any sense? No. And I am saying all this because a lot of us, just like the guidelines, like I was saying, will look at things and think, oh, this is the way to spirit. I don't care what it is, whether it's everywhere. I don't care if you're an ILM in the Catholic Church, the Jewish faith, the Muslim. It doesn't matter. Everybody does the same thing. And that's the one common denominator. We're all human, and we all do the same thing regardless of the religion or belief system that we're focused on. It just doesn't even matter. You go to any group anywhere... And you tell me I'm wrong. Just some people are more radical. Or fanatical. Or however you want to say it. Or really mean about it. To say the least. And I know that's why a lot of you like coming here. Because we're not usually mean about it. I am once in a while. But only when I'm really serious. Because you're fucking up so bad. I want you to get it right, not a big control freak. Because the longer you don't get it right, the longer I have to stay here and freaking work with you. So get your ass together. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But he's not kidding. <laughs> I'm really here just for the entertainment, though. <laughs> At dinner, I was entertained by somebody else, so here I'm entertaining myself. So. <laughs> so I hope you do hear that. Don't get set in your ways. Be open. Be willing. Be flexible. If you're stiff, just stretch out a little bit. You'll get flexible. Especially with the mind. The rigid mind will create a rigidity that will cause more harm. Or let's just say prolong things. If you're aware of a rigidity in your thinking or your believing and your doing, give yourself, at least during this retreat, the opportunity to maybe look at things differently, to try things differently. Experiment. I like to say these retreats are a great laboratory to experiment with different ways of doing or being. But that's up to you to do it. That's why I'm giving all kinds of things all at once. Hopefully I'm spreading it all over. You might get something and all that. Maybe try something different. You know, I know all the years I've joked around. You've heard my story. Why I goof off so much. Because, believe me, for the first several years I started doing the spiritual stuff, I got really serious. And in that seriousness, I got really depressed. 
That wasn't any fun. And the more freedom I got, the more I realized what I was doing, the more joy I had, and the more the laughter. It's just a sign of laughter. I meant a sign of freedom. <laughs> laughter is a sign of freedom, right? Or is freedom a sign of laughter? Well, maybe they're both. This is really profound. <laughs> My favorite thing's making him laugh, though. Because he's so serious all the time. <laughs> but he's not depressed. That's the interesting thing. How do you do it, be so serious and not be depressed? <laughs> wow, you must know something. <laughs> but all you need to do is look to your own stuff. And if that doesn't work, look to somebody else that you're judging and making wrong, and that'll tell you what your own stuff is. It's that simple. I can't see my own stuff. Well, then just see what you're projecting on others. There it is. All the things you're gossiping about other people, there you go. Pretty easy. What do we call this world? Reflections? It's a reflection. And guess how we learn? We barf it all out on the mirror, and then we see it reflected back to us. Pretty much it. Pretty much shit. Pretty much shit. <laughs> I'm letting the swearing just run wild tonight. Get it all covered right off the bat. It's funny because that's what a lot of people use, all the swear words, because this is hell. It's not really hell, people. It's not. It's the rigid thinking and believing that we've gotten caught up in that has made it seem like hell. That's the game that Lucifer wants you to get caught up in. Lucifer is an aspect of God. Make no mistake about it. The devil is an aspect of God that God created. But what is Lucifer but the shining light of reflection? Did you know why Lucifer is originally created? So that God's love could be reflected back to God. That doesn't sound so bad, does it? Wouldn't you like to have your love reflected back to you? Well, this energy we call Lucifer, this consciousness that God put into motion, is just a great cosmic mirror that reflects back to us anything and everything, the good and the bad. It's just a matter of what we choose to look at in the mirror. And even not what we choose to look at, but things maybe we've created in the past that are being reflected that we're trying to get away from, but you can't get away from it till you look at it and love and accept and forgive it. That's the key. But we're just too afraid to look at it. We only want to see all the good stuff. And that's great. You want to see that too. But you want to also be willing to look at the bad stuff. That's the rigidity. you got to let go of that and be open to all the bad stuff. Because when you see it, it first takes awareness to see all the things that we place between ourselves and God. To have the consciousness to know what to forgive, what to accept, what to love. Without that awareness, it's in the unconsciousness. And there it resides, running us, controlling us. Seemingly, we're powerless. All the time, we're not powerless. We're the ones who have the power. 
We have the power to look or not look. Freedom of choice. It's not being done to us. We're doing it to ourselves. But it's a matter of how we want to view it. Most of us don't want to look at things the way we share in here. But has it been working for you up to this point? Not doing that? Are you still struggling and fighting and trying to escape and get away from all the pain and stress? Does it keep going on and on and on and you just can't seem to get out of it? That's what resistance and refusal to look at what's running else inside. That's what happens. As soon as we're willing to look, though, and really truly move into acceptance and loving with it, it just disperses. It just disperses. But we've got to be willing to look and have the awareness. We talk about in here taking responsibility. Well, this is how we do it. And this is how we learn the lessons of the karmas, is by looking. How did you do school homework? Did you think you're going to get osmosis with that book or something? Or did you have to open the book and read the words on the page? To have the awareness of what was in there. Well, you've got your own book of life that you can open up and begin to read the pages to see what's in there. But if you're ever struggling to keep that cover closed, you're the one who's keeping it closed and struggling. It's really not as scary as what it looks or feels like. Because the game of fear is to make you believe it is so scary and horrible so you don't look. Because the one who created fear is the one who knows if he can run the game, he will keep you entrapped in this world so you worship him and keep giving him life. You want to have fun? Go up to Lucifer and tell him how much you love him. You will one day. You've got to come to that point where eventually you love all of God's creation, including yourself. And that's where you really find your greater freedom and your true awakening spiritually. It's what it takes. You've got to face all the fears. That doesn't mean you have to experience all the fears. It just means face all the fears. You'll experience a few of them, but a lot of them, just by facing them, they'll dissolve right in front of you. I can't tell you how many times I've had inner experiences where I've seen the most horrific, horrible things, and it stirred that fear up, but I was willing to face it and move right towards it and into it, and as soon as I went into it, it just dispersed and was done, instantly. Over and over I've had those experiences. That's why I've learned to just surrender to everything. Surrender to fear. Love fear. Surrender to fear? What? That's right. What did I say earlier? God created all things. So who's behind the fear? Lucifer. Yeah, and who's behind Lucifer? And yeah, I'm talking all this devilish stuff. Because if we don't talk about it, it can run in your consciousness where you have all this fear. So in here we talk about all these things so that it starts to bring it up to our conscious awareness so that we can begin to look at it. That's the whole purpose in a lot of the sharings that Jim and I do. 
Because if you're sitting here listening, well, you're going to hear this and it's going to stir things inside of you that maybe you didn't want stirred. But if you didn't want them stirred because you were scared of them, that's the very thing that's been keeping your soul trapped in this hellish type of experience. But as I said, this isn't really hell. Once you really know the game and you really start to let go and really allow that loving to awaken inside of you, it ain't hell here anymore. And that goes back to where I started. It's hell when you have somewhere to go. You want to get out of hell. When you look in and up, you're in your beingness. Now you're in your heavens. It really is as simple as that. The challenge is when we begin the journey of meditation of looking in and up, We'll often see the darkness first, or complain, oh, we, we don't get any, all these angelic or light-filled loving experiences, because all those things that we've created over all these lifetimes, that we've placed between us and God, that has blocked that light of loving, so we can see it at first, and sometimes we can, or we just get a glimpse once in a while. I always like to say... The sun's always shining. Just because it's cloudy out doesn't mean the sun went away or did the clouds just block it. Yeah, you get up in an airplane above the clouds, there it is. It's the same way in what we're doing in meditation. But even in getting above the clouds, you've got to go through the clouds to get above them. Most people don't want to go through the clouds because it's so scary because you can't see where you're going. That's the challenge. Because it often takes a lot of courage. You may have heard the phrase, it takes a lot of courage to see the face of God. Well, that's because it's really the courage to get through the fear to be able to see the face of God. It doesn't take any courage to see the face of God. Courage doesn't do it. That's of this world. That doesn't exist in the realms of spirit. To see the face of God, it takes a lot of love. That's all. That's all. All that other stuff is just to get through all these illusions that we've created that have separate, given us a sense of separation from God. Think about that. Are you really separate from God? Really? How do you exist then? How do you have consciousness? Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that seem practical? You have consciousness. I am. I am. And who are you? Are you who I am as well? Or are you somebody else? Do you think you are who your name is with this body? Do you think changing your names is going to change that? It doesn't make one bit of difference. The only thing that makes a difference is what you really choose to live into and wake up to.
It doesn't matter the approach. It doesn't matter if you back into it, go forward into it, do somersaults into it, fly into it, walk into it, crawl into it, scream and yell into it. It does not matter how you approach God or your own divinity, which is the same. You can approach that divinity any way you want. All that matters is that you just approach it. So part of what I'm saying is stop judging yourself for your behavior. Don't you judge yourself? Let alone other people. You keep making yourself wrong. Think you got to really clean up your act to really awaken and know God or at least experience a little more joy and loving in life. It's not how it works. You keep focusing on that, that's what keeps the door closed to God. Or your awareness of the door. Or your awareness of God. That's all it does. It doesn't close anything with God other than your awareness. So I'm still putting things out there to look at during this retreat. I'm setting you up. Pay attention to your judgments, your fears this weekend. And then let them go. Because if you give them too much attention, yes, I said you've got to face them. You do. But if you give them so much attention and you're going to work on getting rid of them, well, it's that attitude that doesn't work. You've got to have the attitude of loving and acceptance and forgiveness, not the attitude of you're doing it wrong and judging yourself and you're going to get rid of it. It's the attitude or the approach of LAF that makes all the difference. So approach your judgments, your fears in that way, and you will begin to awaken and get free. But if you approach your fears, your judgments, with condemnation, that you're doing it wrong because that's running inside of you, that's not going to do anything to get you free. If you're willing to look at it, that's a good start. But if you're looking at it through those eyes of judgment and condemnation, you just keep yourself trapped. So if you hear what I'm saying, I'm now giving you the next step. It's not about the judgments and fears that have separated you from God. It's about your approach and perspective of those judgments and fears. Did you hear that? Because haven't you, a lot of you in here done the LAF? with all these situations and circumstances and your judgments and fears, but yet you still feel trapped? That's why you feel trapped. Because you've got to, that's the first step. That's the first step. But then you've got to take the next step, and that is now start to approach the one who is doing the judgments and the fears. Approach that one with loving acceptance and forgiveness. That's where you will begin to awaken and get your freedom. Test me on that one. Experiment with that one. I know how this stuff works. And hopefully in sharing that, you will know as well. Take the next step. There's always a next step. Always. Nobody's ever just got it. I've already got it. I've already merged into God. I know my oneness with God. And I'm back and I'm still experiencing other things. So there's always another step. There's always something more to experience 
there's always something more. Don't think you got it. As soon as you do that, you're just not falling prey to the trap. You got something. You don't got it all. God has many creations. And this Garden of Eden, we call time-space, is only one. And there's many of them. I know, I've seen most of them. Even standing right there at the heart of God and looking out over all of God's creation, I saw all these different creations. And I've experienced most of them, but there were a couple that I had yet to go experience. So a lot of us in here, and I'm sharing this for a reason, because a lot of us in here are just looking to get liberated or go home to God and think it's over. It ain't over, it's just beginning when you get out of this creation, but all the other creations are a lot nicer. That's not really a joke. It's true. So part of what I'm sharing is to give you something to look forward to rather than looking back and judging what's behind you or this world. Because it is that judgment that is also keeping you trapped here. It's a great motivation to want to get out of this world and get liberated and truly wake up and know your oneness with God. It really is. But at some point, you've also got to move into acceptance and loving with this world that you find yourself in right now. When you do that is where you'll begin to find a greater freedom. Because you've got to let go even of the judgment of how horrible it is here. That's just a judgment, a fear, an experience that we've gotten caught up into, which is why it's so horrible. But once you get free of that, it's not so horrible. Freedom is freedom. It's as simple as that. What does the word freedom mean? You know, we talk about loving in here. We distinguish between love and loving on purpose. I like to use the word unconditional loving. But a lot of people say, oh, I love you. And there's so many attachments to it. That's not loving. That's not unconditional loving. You've got to know the difference. Unconditional loving means no attachments. Nothing to control. No expectations. You're just being. Completely free and neutral. Yeah, like that exists in this world. Well, it's right. It doesn't exist in this world. It exists in spirit. And so we're just awakening back into that. Let's see, what other guideline did I miss? <laughs> I'm still giving the guidelines. I just read them so many times, I don't need to cheat in front of me to look at So I hope at least something I said makes a little sense. That maybe in some sharing here, that you began to become aware of something inside of you, that maybe it's been limiting you, that you can begin to let go of, so that you can move into your greater freedom and experience more joy and loving. And even greater than that, to really begin to awaken and merge back into that divine oneness with God. That's really the purpose of all of this. 
I know it's a very different experience in this world of the experience of separation. And I know we're all seeking just to have that union. That's why we want friends. That's why we want relationships. That's why we want to be with people. I don't want to be alone. Nobody's alone. But when we're in that place of separation, we feel alone. We all want that union, so we seek for the union in the world with other people, with other things. And that's why it can often be challenging on this journey spiritually, because we think we have to give up all of our relationships to have our relationship with God. That's not how it works. Stop making this about the world, and that'll make it a lot easier, too. This is not about giving up your relationships in the world. It's not about giving up your material things. This is about simply focusing on your relationship with God. You do that, all the other stuff detaches energetically inside of you. It detaches mentally, emotionally, those belief systems, the karmas, the lessons. That detachment internally is what the spiritual freedom is. It's not about a physical freedom. There's no such thing as physical freedom here. If you think we're even free right now walking around this room, this world does not have freedom. But inside is the freedom. So we've got to go within. And once you find that freedom within, and you will know that. And then, you know, when you walk through this world, you see the game. And then you know the truth of the freedom inside of you. And that there's not that in the world. And then, guess what? You stop trying to change the world. Believe me, when you stop trying to change the world, it gets a lot easier being in the world. That's probably one of the biggest things. So here's a fun one if you want to do this for your homework here. Stop trying to change the world. Stop trying to even change yourself. Stop trying to change the behaviors that you want to change. Stop trying to change yourself from judging or gossiping. Gossip's fun anyway, right? Otherwise, why would we do it? Enjoy the gossip. Enjoy the judgments. Enjoy the behaviors you so hate. Enjoy your hating the behaviors. If you can't do that, that's why we have that LAF acronym. I'm serious about this. Stop trying to change yourself and others and just, even if it's just this retreat, even if it's just a few hours during this retreat, don't stop trying to do anything. Just do the loving as you're doing everything. Focus in and up. Look up at the light, the light of loving, and let all the other stuff just run. Let it run. You hear us talk about simplicity? Well, now I'm talking about ease. You want to make this easy? Anybody in here not been struggling enough trying to work this process and get your freedom? I'm not raising my hand either. No. It's just part of the human condition. It's like gravity. It just pulls you down. But here's how you make it easy. Stop participating with gravity. Let it do its thing. And you just simply focus up into the loving. Let gravity do gravity. So let your mind, emotions, behaviors, and body do what it does. 
and just focus into the loving. And I'll guarantee you, you do that long enough, things will begin to shift that you've always wanted to shift. But if now you heard me say that and said, I'm going to do this so I can change it, <laughs> not going to work. Because your real intention is to get rid of it. doesn't work. If your intention is to get rid of stuff, you're going to only draw it closer to you and your struggles really going to be on. Haven't you found that? Anybody in here do a diet before? <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. As soon as you want to do a diet and eat better, what happens? It's hell, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. Simple as that. Try just loving God and just see what happens with your diet. Hell, look what happened with my mouth and what comes out of it. I have a lot of fun, though. I didn't used to. I used to really watch that. Isn't it funny? A lot of you, you hear me swear, you hear me do these, say things that sh people shouldn't say that's, you know, not PC or whatever. It's inappropriate. I say it, and then it's funny. Because when you're living in the place of freedom, it's a whole different thing. If you're not living in freedom, you'll know the difference because you will feel the judgment, the fear, the wrongness in your behaviors and the things you say. It's as simple as that. I know the game very well. well I remember the days I'd say things and then it wasn't funny and laughter and freedom. That's because of the energy I had on it and when I did it, it went out on other people and they felt that. And then they had their reaction with that. And then they did their process with that. And then it came back on me and I had my reaction with that. Sound familiar? And it goes on and on. And then people shut down. They hold back. They go into separation. Doing exactly the opposite of what they want to do with each other. Everybody wants to be in loving with each other. But then these are the scenarios and what plays out and we go into greater separation. Why not let that be okay? It's just a ripple effect, cause and effect. That's the way it works. You can't stop it. That's why I said stop trying to stop things. Say, oh, there's your ripple effect. Look at those reactions. Wow, that's pretty cool. And you'll start getting free. But as soon as you see the reaction in yourself or others and you start making it wrong, you make yourself wrong, you make them wrong, game over, you're stuck. But instead, if you go, wow, look at that. Awesome. I love this stuff. You start loving all that reaction, you're not caught anymore. Oh, even if, you, even if you're still playing in it and you're reactive, you can still be reactive and loving and free in that at the same time. You want to see how that works? <laughs> I test them all the time. You're a hypocrite. You talk about neutrality and you're more reactive than anybody I know. How the hell do you know you're oneness with God then? I always baffled me. That's why I learned all this. Because even as bad as you may think you are, or as good as you may think you are, you can still be free 
You don't have to change who you are to be free. You don't have to do anything to really know your oneness with God. It's so funny, that's the hardest thing for people to really do that. But that's the way it is. Prove me wrong! Yeah, I don't have a problem with being wrong, though. If I did, then I'd have a lot of challengers right now. <laughs> yeah, it gets old after a while, but that's how it works. It gets so old, you get so sick and tired of it, you say, screw this, I'm over it. And then as soon as you let go, it's, it's done. All of a sudden, you're free. So let's do that this weekend. Say, screw that, I'm over it. You guys remember that advanced acronym that Stephen McAfee came up with? <laughs> See, there's no confidentiality in this. <laughs> you guys should have been at the Fort Wayne retreat years ago. Stephen told me this in private, and I got up in front of the whole group. What is there, like 80 people that one? Yeah, is a yeah, big one. Yeah, I wrote this F-U-C-K up on the board, and I hear Stephen in the back going, Brian, no! <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of fear running there, Stephen. Humiliation. Well, that's right. Humiliation. What are people going to think of me? He doesn't even know that word, supposedly. No, he only knows forgiveness unconditionally clears karma. That's right. Yeah, all of our acronyms. All of our fun acronyms. Go to that level. Go to any level you need to to get your freedom. I don't care how down and dirty or how pure and pristine it is. Do it all. You're going to do it all anyway. If you're pure and pristine and you think that's the way, guess what? One day you're going to have to get down and dirty to get liberated. So you might as well do it now. This is going to be a fun retreat. <laughs> okay, get down and clean or up and dirty. Do it however you want. Seriously, mix it up. Get creative. That's part of the soul is made in the likeness of God. God is loving and creative. The soul, that's it, is loving and creative. Let your creativity flow. I hope you're seeing all these different things. Let yours flow, and you'll find your loving.